You know, there was a time in my life after I would do something like I just did, mess up, you forget something, I would spend at least the rest of the day, if not more, self-talking myself about what an idiot I am. Any of you ever get into that? Any of you ever say something or do something that you wish you had done differently, said differently, and then when nobody's around, whether you're saying it out loud or just saying it in your mind, you're just, you're stewing over it. Oh, why did I do that? I cannot believe I did that. Oh, I can't believe I did that or said that in front of so-and-so. Oh, why, why do I keep doing things like this? You are such an idiot. And we just, we repeat stuff like that over and over. You know, the time that it was the worst was the first few years. I don't know how long it went on. When I first began preaching here, like every time after a Sunday morning sermon, I would go home and I would just like literally curse myself. I would just call myself names. And I know that sounds psychotic, right? It is in part. But that's where I would go. And as I would sit there and you know, call myself an idiot and, and whatever, just over and over, you know, sometimes my wife or something would walk through and she's like, what? And I'm like, what? Nothing. You ever find yourself doing something like that? You're walking around, self-talking yourself, and all of a sudden somebody comes around the corner and you go from, you know, oh, you're an idiot to, hi, hey, how you, how you doing? Oh, I like what you're wearing today. You ever do something like that? <laughs> well, here's the problem when, when we start really condemning ourselves, when we start um, not just condemning what we've done, because what I've done this morning is I've messed up and I need to change that. I don't need to just say, oh, you know, whatever, we'll just go on. No, because I don't want to continue that pattern. I want to figure out, okay, why did I mess up? What did I do? And I want to change that. So I'm not saying that we just don't worry about what we do and just like, la, la, la. No, we need to take responsibility. But where the enemy wants to take us, and this is important, where the enemy wants to take us is he wants us to condemn ourself and not condemn actions themselves, but to condemn ourselves. When we enter into that place and we start just condemning ourselves, here's what I find. First of all, I want to separate myself from people. I really don't want to be around people because I don't feel very good about myself and I don't want to do anything else stupid, so I just want to be by myself. On top of that, when I'm around other people, I feel this need to, you know, be a nice guy, be loving, be encouraging. But you know what I found? It's really difficult to encourage and genuinely love other people when I feel really angry towards myself. And again, not towards actions, but towards myself. I'm really just thinking that I am just a, a bad person, I'm a failure, and, and so on. I find it really difficult. I can fake it a little bit, but to really be genuine... I find that it's really hard. And so here's where I'm going with this. The Lord, again, has been speaking to me about really loving one another. Really loving one another. But how do we do that? Well, here's one of the things that we've got to overcome. 
Uh, Shane talked earlier about us being created in the image of God. And we are. All of us are created in the image of God. But what the enemy wants to do is he wants to take that away. And so he wants to get us to a place where we are condemning ourselves to a point that we are no longer able to love other people. So it's not about, you know, you hear the world talking about loving yourself, right? (laughs) No, 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 that's not what it's about. What it's about is receiving the love of the Lord. Because that's where our image comes from. And the Lord has the ability, He has the authority to really give us love. And when we receive that love, what we are able to do is we are able to love other people, to really love them. Now, if you um, just go along and you just say, you know, it doesn't matter what I do, what I do is okay, you're not really going to be able to love other people because the Lord has said it's not okay. Even though we're all created in the image of God, The word also declares that we've all rebelled against God. We've all turned against Him. We've all done things that are wrong. And so because of that, we need a sacrifice. And that sacrifice is in Jesus. So if you're here today, and you've never really given your heart over to Jesus, I don't care how many church services you have attended or whatever, I'm saying if you've never given your heart over, you've never been baptized into Christ and given your life over, then you don't really have that love inside of you, and you can't really genuinely love other people. But if you've done that, you do have the ability to genuinely love other people. But the enemy wants to convince you of something very different. I want to look at a scripture that talks about this very thing. um, This battle that we find ourselves in. It begins in Romans chapter 7 at the end of that chapter. And then it goes into chapter 8. But I want to begin in the 21st verse of chapter 7 of the book of Romans. And the Apostle Paul here is writing about a struggle that we all feel. There's a struggle inside of us. And, you know, I talked a minute there about, you know, doing something dumb. But here he specifically talks about when we, when we go against God, when we do something that, that we know is wrong. Um, he talks about what it does inside of us. And I want to share that. In verse 21, he says this. He says, I've discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. You ever found that self in, inside of yourself? You, you, you wake up and you have these goals of this is what you're going to do today. This is how you're going to live. And then you take a different path at some point. When we turn against God, it needs dealt with. It needs dealt with. We need to turn from it quickly. We need to confess it. But here's where the enemy wants to take us. You see, the enemy wants us to turn from God. And then he wants to remind us how awful we are because of it. Now, the good news is this. Jesus, if we receive him, he's paid the penalty. So that when I sin, if I'm repentant, 
Not if I'm just like, oh, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. I don't think it's that bad. Well, then there's no sacrifice for that. But when I am, God, I, 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 I can't believe I did that. Your word calls that sin. Lord, I just confess it is sin. I do not want to walk in this. Lord, empower me to walk differently. Well, then the word declares that I'm not condemned. Verse 22 says, I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Paul's talking about the misery that we feel in this war inside of us. So I just want to share with you this morning that if you are feeling that war, you are not an odd duck. If you have people around you that are pretending they are not in that war, a couple things have happened. Either one, they're just totally lying and they're totally living a facade in front of you or they don't care. They don't care what God's law is. They're just going to live however they're going to live, and they're going to say it's okay. But if you genuinely want to please the Lord, if you genuinely want to follow the Lord, here's what you're going to find. You're going to find a wrestling match inside of you. Now, the good news is this. You do not have to walk in its power. And Paul's going to talk about that. That power has been broken. You do not have to sin. However, there is a wrestling match inside of you in every day of your life. Your flesh is going to want to every day. And it gets old, does it not? It gets really old. So how then, if I'm in this wrestling match, and there are times where I'm falling to it, I mean, let's be honest, way more than I want to, I'm falling to it, how do I then walk around and, and really share the love of the Lord with people around me and really love other people? Because I'm in a war inside of myself. I don't want to love other people. I just want this war to stop. Well, there's an answer. There's an answer and Paul gives it. He says right after this, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death. Verse 25. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature. I'm a slave to sin. Then in chapter 8 he says this. So. After all this he's saying so. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Here's the key, though. Here's the key. If you are going to walk in that life-giving Spirit, because in order to genuinely love other people, the only way that happens is when the Spirit is working through you. It's not about you mustering it up. I need to be a better person today. I really need to start loving these people around me that I don't really 
because that's what God said, and so I just really that. That's not what this is about. This is about allowing the Spirit to move through you. How does that happen? The way it happens is that you believe what God says about you. If you have received Jesus, and I need to go back to this, if you haven't, okay? Again, I don't care how many church services you've attended or whatever. If you've not received Jesus, then Scripture teaches you are condemned. You don't have to be, but you are. You are condemned. And you're not really able to love other people because you've never received the love of God. But if you've received it, if you've received it, you understand understand what your sin is. You understand the depth of your sin. And you understand that it is because of the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus that that sin is taken away. Here's what happens. You are no longer condemned. So when you mess up, when you sin, when you do things you wish you hadn't have done, what do we do? Well, we say, I, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. I want to do something different. But here's where we don't go. We don't say, oh, you know what? This is just, this is just who I am. This, oh, you know, other people aren't like this. Why, why am I doing this? When we go into the place of condemnation, here's what we've done. We are saying that what Jesus has done is not enough. We are saying that God's a liar because he just said there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. We're standing up to God and we're saying, no, I am condemned. And at that point, here's what we're doing. We're blocking the Spirit from really moving through us. It's, it's not about you minimizing your sin. No, no, no. It's, it's not about that. You must be real with the depth of your sin. Be real with the depth of your sin. Be real with the fact that, that you fail over and over again. But then, but then be real with the fact that God has made a way for you to live. Here's what happens at that point. What happens at that point is you realize how much God really loves you. Because you're not, you're, you're not able to give Him anything. You're not able to follow simple rules that He gives you. And yet, he loves you. Now again, that, that, that doesn't apply if I'm like, ah, I'm just going to do my own thing. Scripture makes that clear. If I'm saying, I'm going to do my own thing, I don't care. No, the, the, the blood of Jesus does not cover me. But if I'm in the fight and I'm saying, God, I need you, then the blood of Jesus covers us. And what happens is we're able to love other people. But here's what happens when we're walking around and we're not taking our thoughts captive and we're telling ourselves what a bad person we are. Because we condemn ourselves, we assume that other people condemn us also. You see, even though you're not saying it, I'm assuming in my mind that you're all sitting there thinking, that Kirk is such a slacker. I can't believe he forgot to, you know, write up the Bible program this week. We need to get another preacher. That guy, why have we put up with him for so long? See, oh, oh that's what you're all thinking right now. No, seriously, here's, but, but think about this. That's where we go to. We start thinking that everybody else is condemning us like I'm condemning myself. So here's what happens. You and I get into a conversation and you say something 
that kind of points towards me not being competent. You know what happens? Yeah, fireworks. I unload on you. I, I come at you. Well, you know what? Who do you think you are? You're, you're not so good either. And you're like, what, what is he talking about? Maybe you were making a joke. You, you ever had that happen? Or maybe you were just asking an honest question. I, I was thinking about that recently. I've had people unload on me that I'm like, I, 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 I didn't mean any of that stuff that you just said. But in their mind, they had condemned themselves. And so, whew, and you know what? I've done it to other people. I've exploded when somebody wasn't thinking at all what I thought they were thinking. Because they were not condemning me the way that I was condemning myself. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? That's why this is so important. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, if you've been walking around this week and, and thinking negative thoughts about yourself, again, I'm not talking about something that you need to change. I'm not, I'm not saying that you just say, you know, oh, whatever I do is okay. And No, that's not what I'm saying. But when you're walking around in a place and you are condemning yourself, and you are saying, I am less than because of this, you know, because I don't have this, or because I haven't done that, or because I haven't accomplished this, you're walking around feeling like you're less than, you are not going to be able to love other people. So here's what's got to happen. You must receive what God says about you. And God says that if you have received Christ, there is no condemnation on you. There's no condemnation. Well, but I'm still in a battle. Yes, you are. Every day of your life. Every day of your life, your flesh wants you to do the opposite of what God wants every day of your life. But God says there is no condemnation. And what he asks is that you receive that. Why? Because then you're able to share it with others and you're also able to genuinely love your brothers and sisters and other people. You are able to have that life-giving spirit that it talks about in verse 2 that breaks the power of sin that leads to death. Because when you are constantly condemning yourself, eventually it's going to lead you to death. Because eventually you're going to get tired of the fight if you're not receiving what the Word of God says about you. Verse 3 says, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. The law of Moses was just the law. It was saying, these are God's laws, follow this. But the problem was, is that that wasn't enough because of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving us his son as a sacrifice for our sins. What that means is that there is nothing in your life that God can't break. But again, if you continue to condemn yourself and say, this is who I am, then guess what? That's who you're going to be. This isn't psychobabble. This is accepting the truth of the Word of God. 
That's what this is. And you have to decide who is right, God or you. If you decide you, that path is going to lead to death. Because eventually you're going to walk away from the Lord. You're going to be angry at God. You're going to be angry at other people. And it's going to lead to death. Verse 4, he did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Now again, the crazy thing about this is, is the, the battlefield is really in the mind. But the crazy thing is, is that when we're condemning ourselves, we're oftentimes thinking that that's helping. You know, that, that that's the godly thing to do because what we did or said, you know, was wrong. And so we're condemning ourselves and we're thinking, okay, this is helpful. But the reality is, is that because we went beyond condemning the action to condemning ourselves, what we're doing is we're embracing the voice of the enemy and we're rejecting the voice of the Lord. And we're at, we're, we are rejecting the very power that is able to set us free. By doing that. That's what we're doing. That's how important this is. Verse 6 says, So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. I want to share uh, one more scripture, James 3, 7. I want you to listen to what this says. It says, People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, that is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives and a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. If you are walking around... I want you to start taking thoughts captive. I want, you to, I want you to think about this. Next time you're walking around and all of a sudden you catch yourself condemning yourself and talking to yourself in a negative way, I want you to catch yourself because here's the deal. The deal is, is that just what that said, you're not going to get fresh water from a salty spring. If you're walking around condemning yourself, you out of that same spring are not going to be able to love others. You've got to not do, it's not, you know, positive self-talk, whatever. No, no, no. It's receiving the Word of God. It's stopping and saying, whoa, is that what the Word of God says? No. If it's about actions and it's about condemning actions, yes, yes. But does God condemn you? Not if you've received Jesus. And so stop it and say, whoa, nope, that, that's, that's not God. And what will happen is this. What will happen is you will be, begin to see who you are in Christ. 
It's not about who you are by yourself. It's who you are in Christ. And as you begin to see that, what you're then going to be able to do is you're going to then be able to share that with others. And as you encounter people, you're going to be able to bless them instead of attacking them. Because again, when you're having these negative thoughts, you're thinking the same thing. You know, somebody, they don't even say anything to you. They just, you know, look at you for a second and you're like, oh, I know what they were thinking. And so then you're just, you're looking for the next moment to make them look stupid, right? Like, this isn't just stuff that happens um, in grade school and so on. This is adults. This is, this is, this is what, ha this will continue on for the rest of your life unless you stop it. Unless you stop and say, you know what, here's what God says about me. Here's who I know I am in him. So even if somebody else is saying something, what's it matter? It doesn't change what truth is. And so then it empowers me to begin loving other people, e even if they actually do think something negative. And then what happens? Well, they start feeling loved. Well, because they start feeling loved, guess what? They're able to start loving other people. But it all happens with Christ. It all happens when we accept what he says about us. Are you accepting what he says about you? Lord, thank you um, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Lord, we are in a battle, not just with the world, not just with the enemy, but inside our very self. We have this flesh, Lord, that rebels against you. But you have said that's not who we are if we've accepted you. Even though we battle it, even though those thoughts come to mind, that's not who we are. And you've said, Lord, that we can be free of it through your Spirit. Not through us pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps, but through your Spirit. And so I pray, Lord, for all of us that in those moments where the enemy comes in and, and we start buying into it and we start condemning ourselves, not just our actions, Lord, I, I pray that you would, you would stop us in that moment, Lord, and that you would help us to embrace the truth of who you say we are in Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that we would then break those chains and we would be able to genuinely love other people around us. Not assuming, Lord, that they're thinking the condemning thoughts that we were thinking of ourselves, but instead to receive what you've given us. Lord, I pray that over each person here. And I pray if there's a person here, Lord, who's never given their heart over to you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that they would receive that, that they would see the depth of their sin, that it is deep and there's only one way for it to be taken care of. And that's through you, Jesus. It's in your powerful name that we pray. Amen.